The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Kelly Payfer. I may be from Down Under, but don't ever underestimate me. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw. I may be a mom. Model, but I'll never be your model minority. Becca Simon. It gets icy where I'm from, so you know I'll bring the heat. Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Where I come from, we're known for our great lakes, but I'm just known for my great ass. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jib, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Maria M. Where I'm from, they sing God Save the Queen, so I guess you can call me a god. Jill Walsh. I made it up this hill myself, and I'll kick any jack off. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and you're not even on my payroll. John Friedman. Diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mama means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist pumping, this Jersey girl brings the party. Amanda Agosti. Everything is bigger in Texas and my heart is no exception. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can ever take you down. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets and I get it all. Adade Adidoko. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but I'm actually just smoking. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back and also my unsolicited opinion. Adil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Trinity Subramaniam. I have four degrees and eight syllables and zero fucks to give. Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shame. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. Brianna Tony. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. And lastly, Tanisha. While others are turning tables, I'm dancing on them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Pride Month to you as well. 
How have you been? I've been well. Oh my god, you're disappearing. You've lost so much weight. You look so good. Thank you. My goal is one day to look like Sarah Madani. I think she might be the most beautiful woman to grace our TV ever. So like, remember how, um, what's her face? Carol Radzivel used to do like a cool girl thing. Uh-huh. Like Sarah Almadani is actually a cool girl. She and, is. And I feel oh. like that's who Carol was trying to be. Did you mm. know that Carol is older than Dorinda and Luann? I thought she's older than a lot of people like she's a trip keeper, <laughs> right? <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, I didn't know that. I always thought that she was like closer to Bethany's age. Why do you think Luann was more upset? (laughs) Her niece's boyfriend. That's true. All right. But, you know, I guess Caroline Stanberry is also doing that. Oh, my God. No, Caroline Stanberry is doing what Diana Jenkins is doing. Oh, yeah. She's not doing what Luann did. She's doing what Diana Jenkins did. She got married to a boy toy. Toy mm-hmm. boy, as she calls it. But <laughs> the boy toy should be proud of it. It's like, why do women always have to be the gold diggers? Men can be gold diggers too. <laughs> yes. And that's okay. She she was bossing him around just like she bossed Luke around. Remember? When yes. she was on uh, Ladies of London, she would boss Luke around and ask him, Hey, my dog peed. Can you pick up the poop and this and that? That's what she's doing. But just now, you know, with the added benefit of sex. Yes, yes. Okay, so today we're talking about uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of Dubai. And I want to start with Dubai because I just watched First it. First of all, say Dubai again. Dubai. <laughs> the way I say I'm never going to call it Real Housewives of Dubai, okay? Dubai. 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 I'm never going to call it Dubai. I'm going to call it Dubai, okay? Dubai. <laughs> because that's the correct how you way say it. <laughs> the correct way to say it. And yeah. um and Sarah was the only one that was actually saying it the right way too. Yes, correct. Everybody <laughs> else was even the other one um who's Nina. also Nina yeah, uh, yeah Nina yeah. who's also Middle Eastern. She was also not calling it Dubai. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean the fact that this show okay, never in my life as a uh, a Muslim, but also as a person who was born in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. You grew up there. I get. I mean, yeah, I lived yeah, there for ten of. years. Like yeah. my parents got married and moved there and started their life as a married couple and had their children in the Middle East. So, yeah, for a TV show in America, okay, mm-hmm. to start with a woman saying Alhamdulillah, yeah, is a really big deal, yeah. and it's really exciting to see that because a couple of years ago, like within the last ten years, there was a show on TLC, a reality TV show on TLC called like My Big Fat Arab Life or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, and it was about Arabs in Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah. And all of these advertisers like Lowe's, I still don't shop at Lowe's. They yeah. all pulled out advertising from TLC. I yeah, because they said that it was like inappropriate and it was too soon after 9-11 mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And the Muslim Arab American life was at that time was not acceptable for television consumption. And right. certainly this is not the same thing, but it's yeah. very exciting. So 30,000 feet, what do you feel about having a real housewife of Dubai, but having yeah. just one actual real housewife of Dubai in there? 
and everybody else is from outside or maybe two you can yeah. include nina in that yeah but everybody else is an expat and two having the same format as the real housewives here and then putting it in dubai where they have to do certain things only in close quarters they're not going to go and sit outside in the hotel and have a have a cocktail it's not going to be the grand dame sitting down for coffee and having a mime come over that's not going <laughs> to like cock- sitting down for cocktails and having a man come over, right? So it's a different kind of environment. So what do you feel? 30,000 feet, how are you? I mean, other than what you have already said, yeah. how are you feeling about the show now, now that it's aired? First of all, I think one of the best things about The Real Housewives franchise is that petty fights between friends mm-hmm. especially adult friends in social circles transcend space and time and mm-hmm. culture and religion regardless of who you are mm-hmm. you will have an argument like this i mean this whole fight about ayan not being invited to the party and everybody still talk it's giving me first season real houses of atlanta oh. Yeah, I mean, it's a queen. queen. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the stuff. Yeah. And I feel like it's so interesting. The fact that Brooks is giving me sort of this like social climby vibe, mm. you know, it's very much like what we see in yeah. the American Housewives. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, how dare they show the Emirates and how dare they talk about Dubai? Hi, hello, welcome to America. Do you live here? Like, do we not live in the shit show that's happening right now where like kids aren't safe to go to school, abortion laws are going away? I mean, look, it's not like America is like the cherry on top. Okay, it is a cherry on top of a shit show Sunday. Yeah. But the shit show Sunday is still there. Yeah. Dubai is just another level of it. Yeah. Now, the question about there only being one actual Emirati and mm. then there only being one other Arab woman or Middle uh-huh. Eastern woman, that's actually very true. Like when we lived in, in the for Middle Dubai. East, yeah. for, for Dubai, Dubai and also I lived in Saudi Arabia and I mean, we're South Asian and most mm. of our friends are South Asians. And a lot of people, because of the limitation of doing things in public, mm-hmm. different communities of expats would exist in different areas. So mm-hmm. you would have like the American compound, you would have the British compound, you would have right. the European compounds. And then if you worked within those systems, mm-hmm. you would have access to those compounds. Uh, my dad worked for one of the universities there. So we had access to like university grounds, you know, like mm. we had access to those communities. And so that's very accurate to what life is like in the Middle East, which, you know, most Middle Eastern uh, countries, especially the Gulf nations, Qatar, the Emirates, Saudi Arabia, all these places, they're all, they're transient cities. They're people come and go. That's, you go there, you make a shitload of money, and then you go back to your country. You don't get citizenship. You don't, you you don't don't even apply. There's not even a path to citizenship. There's no path to citizenship. (laughs) Yeah. So they don't want you to stay there. So I loved it. You said 30,000 feet, I feel like to get me to be um, concise. And I said, let me um, write you a PhD thesis. Mm. No, it was, it it still did not include what I thought you would be talking about, which is, uh, you know, (laughs) I thought you would talk about backlash in, uh, you know, two kinds of backlash. One is 
from the Emirati men saying this is not what our Emirati women or women are like. This is not the housewives of Dubai. This is not how our women are. And we're like, yeah, but these are women that live in Dubai. So they are housewives yes. of Dubai. Yes. So yes. they also exist in your sphere. You just don't know that. And then the other is from a different perspective. It's from the woke perspective saying we should or we shouldn't be watching this or we shouldn't be looking at all of this when there's so much of abuse and that's not being highlighted that's not being spoken of and i think yeah. dubai is a city that's built on almost slave labor right yes. it's equal to slave labor but it's not just semantics at this point but it's built on slave labor mm-hmm. and atrocities continue there's a lot of uh, atrocities that happen to women homosexuals people of all that are not in the power power um circle there so it is city of extremes and at some point hopefully the show will reflect that and talk about that but for me it was yes all of that is true but i think it was a little bit cheeky of bravo to start something in the middle east with these women that they can technically say they're not your women they're not emirati women it's brilliant this is our women but guess what it's it's situated in your city and your country. And this is the most progressive bunch of women that you could see, right? Yeah. They are multiple, multiple divorces, marrying young, youngins and, you know, having gay, you know, folks helping them with their fashion business. And they're all being shown on TV. And this is still happening in your country, even though you, you could argue what is progressive about women fighting. But I'm saying that in <laughs> yeah. some For sense... In some sense, it feels like we're pushing back on that particular microcosm of society by placing this franchise there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's anything um, extraordinarily like revolutionary also, because even when when we lived in Saudi Arabia, like Saudi Arabia is a much more conservative country than the United Arab Emirates. Mm -hmm. And I remember even when I was a kid, I always knew that if my parent, if we went to, like I've only been there once and it was when I was very little, my mom didn't have to wear, you know, like an abaya which is a, mm. like a, it's yeah. I don't like to call it a burqa because a burqa has a weird connotation with like Afghanistan and that's like yeah. really it's not the same thing but it's yeah. kind of the same thing yeah. um, if you have questions you could look it up um, I was going to say you could DM me, but I don't want to. Um, and then, uh, you know, my, I knew that there were certain things that my mom uh, or just people in general mm-hmm. could do in Dubai that wasn't possible or do in the Emirates that wasn't possible in Saudi Arabia. And this is in the 80s. So it's been a very progressive part of the Gulf nations for yeah. a really, really long time. Yeah. So this is not surprising to me. None of it was like, oh my God, these women wear whatever they want and drink in close quarters. No, that wasn't surprising. That's there. And also, even in Saudi Arabia, which is, again, a super mm-hmm. conservative country, that exists. Pakistan yeah. is a very conservative country. We're not supposed to be drinking, but everybody drinks and does mm-hmm. all kinds of things. So these things happen. And I think the point you're bringing up about, yes, this is a country that is made as as uh, fabulous as it is mm-hmm. on 95% slave labor, right? Mm-hmm. I think the thing that I find very problematic when this is discussed is that there's often Americans, often people from the West that like will wag their fingers about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. well, let's look at our country. Like our country is also mm-hmm. has been famously made based on slave labor and right. Like black people were just only allowed to coexist with white people like less than, you know, 
50 or whatever years ago. Yeah. It's very easy to wag our fingers at people who are less progressive than us or mm-hmm. people that are further behind than us. Yeah. But, you know, it's like that thing of like- We are not that put- ahead is the point. We are not that ahead. Yeah, exactly. We're not like so Especially much- like a very long lag that actually overlaps with those people that are trying to be progressive. <laughs> exactly. And then to say like, oh, well, there's no excuse because it's like 2022, like get with it. People mm. will get with it when they get with it, but mm. like let them get there, you know? Yeah, and yeah. and also the Emirates, like they talk a lot about social media because that is how they all know each other because mm. brands go to the social media people, like influencers right are super huge in the Middle East. Right. And, you right. know, again, not just in the Emirates, but all over the Gulf countries. So Asia, dude, it's the same. Yeah, it's like, actually, it, I think influencers are bigger in Africa, Middle East, and Asia than they ever are in the US or Europe. It's the huge. market for a lot of people that like, for, adver- for people who want to go to influencers mm-hmm. to you know, marketing, which is what mm-hmm. influencers basically do. Mm-hmm. Going to somebody who is big in the Middle East or big in any of those other nations mm-hmm. will give you an international audience, whereas people mm-hmm. from America are primarily followed by other American people. Mm-hmm. So there, all of these people, I think, are perfect for reality TV. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Yeah. I yeah. welcome all of you with open arms as yeah. wacky and as thirsty as you all are. Welcome. I love it. <laughs> now, Caroline Stanberry, my beloved Caroline Stanberry, mm-hmm. so excited to see her because Ladies of London is one of my absolute favorite Bravo shows of How did time. you like the new um, Stanberry? I was like, Cranberry. No, the Stanberry. New Cranberry, yeah. The, <laughs> the new, new Stanberry. Stan- what was funny was, you know, Caroline Stanberry came in as like, I'm so much freer and so much more fun and so much more wonderful than I was before. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe this is a fun new Caroline Stanberry. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, oh, there she is. There she is, the old Caroline Stanberry who sits at a dinner and turns and looks at a person and says, I don't want to talk to you. I can't stand you. And yes, I don't think you're important. Like, that is the Caroline Stanberry that is the real Caroline Stanberry. I actually thought she was very um, subdued and beaten down. I felt like she was beaten beaten down. I felt, I sensed, I felt a sense of... What, there's like there's the the tinsel has been tarnished or the gold has been tarnished there's oh. something where she is i don't know she just didn't feel the old haughty self as she would be she is still haughty she's still putting down other people but i felt like some of that had maybe because she's not with gem anymore maybe that's the reason and Maybe she doesn't have the kind of money and access she had before. I don't know what it is, but something has changed with her that I didn't quite think that it worked for me. I actually didn't think it worked for me. I didn't think I liked the new Stanbury. I like the old one better. Well, I think what happens, like, I think you bring up a great point, which is that like haughty Caroline Stanberry wasn't seen in the beginning because she's kind of like yeah, I just got married. He's a really young guy. I'm like starting my life over and this is a mm-hmm. new chapter. And the the moment that she becomes her old self yeah. is when she's sitting at a table yeah. and she knows that she had a party that 
only a couple of people are invited to. And mm. she knows that her exclusion of somebody from something that she did mm. drives them crazy. Yeah. Because that was like her power. Her power yeah. in London was yeah. knowing that people wanted to be where in she her was. Circle, and then and she in her circle. Them. Yeah. And she had the control. And I yeah. think that is where the old Caroline came back when she was like, oh, I now have a little bit of a power here. Yeah. I'm hoping that she comes back. I, like you said, I saw the glimpse of it towards the end. But I don't want to see the happy-go-lucky Stanbury at home, you know, sleeping in dog pee-filled beds. I don't want that. I want, you know, I want the hottie one to come back. I want the one that wore a onesie and, you know, wiggled her ass at someone else's husband. (laughs) <laughs> and then and then said it wasn't a big deal <laughs> when the wife got mad. Now, um, I did also think that it wasn't great that I could see Caroline's extensions the whole time. Yeah. Luke, Luke. This is what we happens. Luke when you let Luke go. And you Dor- let, you know, Dorinda steal Luke. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. Luke was Caroline's Mikey, right? So he yeah, kept her. He was the original part. Mikey. Yeah, he was the original Mikey. And he kept Caroline really, her ego really pumped up. He made yeah. her an egomaniac. He kept telling her how awesome she was. I don't think the Sergio guy is really necessarily. I mean, he may adjust the heat. He he may look hot. He may be good in bed. He may be straight. But you know, he's no gem either. By the way, he may he's no gem either. I mean, her, her ex husband was hot. I he was he was really cute. I I he's yeah. my kind of person. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I think Lisa Milan's husband, Rich, was way mm. hotter than Sergio. I know. I was I like, know. I was like, okay, maybe I'm just like, oh, he's ten years younger than me. I, I, but I just didn't think it was anything that exciting. And I actually found him quite desperate for the camera. Oh yeah, no, I was like, he's a gold leaguer. He is. <laughs> he is the. He's the typical, um, you know, hot wife of a rich old man is what he is because, and that's what he's playing, and that's fine. I, I think it's about time we had thirsty young men married to old women. Old yeah, I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He, he's he's a wonderful cast member on this television show, but I don't necessarily think that this is great. Now, I will say when they showed the footage of her Mauritius wedding and then he's hugging her son and the child is crying, I started crying. Aww. I know. <laughs> you cry. You cry easily too, so that's okay. <laughs> that's true. Um, he gave me this this vibe of um who is Lisa Vanderpump's gay that she said that he was like a con artist? Oh, the, the for, from the first season. What's his Sir, name? Starts with Cedric. 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 Yeah. 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 He Sergio reminded me of Cedric. Like I was like, I don't yeah. think that there's anything that exciting about yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what and I'm saying. His, he's like he's constant for- being like, I love you so much. I love you so much. You're the only one for me. I was like, I don't think that you are, Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also got I also got yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's she'll be the only one. <laughs> Like everybody's like, oh my god, he's so hot, and I'm like just waiting for the internet to turn on him. I know, right? It's, it's totally coming. Yeah, he also reminded me of uh, who was the guy from Below Deck, the the kid in Below Deck who always said, "I tired, I tired." <laughs> what was his name again? Yeah, he was like one of the stews. I forgot stews, his name. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're That's talking. What, about. I feel like uh, you know, over eager, yeah. and you know, yeah. Yeah, he's I agree. like uh, he's like a puppy. He's like a puppy, really. 
He's like an over-eager puppy. He was. I have yeah. a lot of questions to ask you about dogs, but it's also mm-hmm. related to Beverly Hills. We so need we to can talk, talk about dogs yeah. later. Yeah. 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 Um, That's the other reason I wanted to talk about Beverly Hills with you today because <laughs> I want justice for dogs. <laughs> I also really love the fact that they have their names in Arabic. Yeah. I just love it. I love that too. It's yeah. a big deal. Like I yeah. hate to be like still, it's just it's and a big the music, deal. by the way, music too. The music is out of this world and it's not just Arab music. Yes. They bring in different music. They have African music. Yes. They have Indian music. They have Arabic music. It's all being like mushmashed and yes. for different people, they have different music <sighs> and it's just beautiful. That one scene they have where everybody's getting ready for a party. <sighs> yeah. And the that glam like shots. a music video. I, I was like, who? who's the production company? Remember, <laughs> poor New York, they had to do in the quarantine, they had to do like uh, GoPros. New York. Atlanta had to sit out in Cynthia's driveway, remember? <laughs> With Cynthia's boob falling out. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. yeah <laughs> exactly. Those poor people. Um, okay, let's talk about some of these other ladies. Now, obviously, this is the entire show is being set up as essentially Caroline Stanberry versus Chanel Ayan. Let's talk about Chanel Ayan. What did you think? Oh, my God. God, she's a queen. She was made <laughs> for camera. She was yes. made for Real Housewives. She is quintessential. She came in like Noella from OC. Yes. Firing on all cylinders. But unlike Noella, she has a lot to back up all of that. And she yes. has charisma. And yeah. she has a presence that nobody else sees. She yeah. does have a presence. That yeah. She's stunning. She's yes. beautiful. She spoke in four, uh, three African languages plus English. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, like move she's, over. What is, she, is she Somalian who grew up in Kenya or is she Ethiopian? Who grew, Ke- she just no, said she that grew she's up Kenyan. in Kenya. Oh. But I thought she was Ethiopian or Somalian who grew up in Kenya, which is why she knows all three. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, I mean, I just love the fact that she she talks about her like little upbringing in a mm-hmm. village. Mm-hmm. She married this man. He brought her over to Dubai. She was she had a baby. Yeah. And then somebody was like you should model and she was like yeah. all right. Yeah. And that was it. Whoever that somebody was, I don't know if it was that gay guy that she was talking to afterwards, whoever it was created a monster. Created <laughs> an absolute monster. No, the monster was already there. I think he unleashed it. He opened the Pandora's <laughs> box and unleashed it. Yeah. And no, like- there's no way of putting it back in. Yeah, exactly. Like Chanel Ayan was probably bullying people in her little village schools in Kenya. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I love it. She was like titting and tooting. She was titting for tooting. Tit for tooting. She was tit for tooting. She was tit for tooting even in Kenya. Okay. I love it. And I do think that she is the badass basic bitch period dot. The dot was like. You just spoke to so many international English speakers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because no one in America says dot. She said period and then she didn't feel that it completed it. She needed to put the dot. Because she, was she like, didn't say full stop. She didn't no. say full stop. That would have been even worse. Full stop would have been very Indian. Very but Indian dot, full stop. I remember coming to America as a 10-year-old and hearing period instead of full stop and or dot. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Because what is period? Yeah. So that, yeah. It, nobody says it. No. <laughs> that is an American thing. 
Yeah. Other thing that I used to get tripped up on was eraser versus rubber. 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 In India, erasers are called rubbers. And here, rubbers mean something completely. They mean condoms. And so it was like asking for rubber. Yes. Can I've also. Rubber? Yo, <laughs> you had that experience as an adult, which is far more embarrassing. Than <laughs> I mine. know it yeah. was. Oh, God. Yeah. It happened to me a couple of times. And then I had to say, I mean, I mean eraser. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love it i love ayan so much oh, so i love much. i just she's, I, she's so somebody asked her who their fa- they asked them all who their favorite housewives were and chanel said herself and jencha it's like <laughs> you're a maniac you're a maniac and i love you <laughs> that is perfect that is perfect yes she has jencha energy hopefully not her criminal background but jensha energy for sure <laughs> she does remember there was like this um photo shoot that jensha did for her website mm-hmm. that we found like the old the, the yeah, face yeah. version and the real yeah, version yeah, yeah yeah it was like that same thing it was like in a desert wearing sparkly gold <laughs> and camels yeah camels that's how we met chanel Ayan. so yeah. it's like i love her i i do and i also believe that caroline brooks knows how to piss her off and Mm. adds on to it she eggs it on she adds she layers on how to irritate i think in some sense caroline stanbury and caroline brooks look down upon chanel because she is not as well spoken and she probably struggles with language like many multilingual people do uh, yeah. Because we think in many languages at once. And so we sometimes we struggle with which word to pick. Yeah. Uh, our brain jumbles them up and we might use the wrong phrase or the wrong word. I think they look down on her and they find her to be comic. And Chanel knows that. So Chanel senses that they are, they think she's funny and they are making fun of her. And so she is constantly bristling around them yeah i think that she's aware that they're trying to make her the butt of the joke mm. and i think that she's very Thank much you for like translating I'm... what i just said <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens <laughs> and i think like she has a point i think like brooke caroline brooks calling her at 7 30 in the morning before the chickens have even woken up <laughs> And telling her, laughing and being like, ha ha, I can't believe you're not invited. And then later on calling Lisa and doing the same exact thing. I mean, yeah, Caroline Brooks is gloating. She's yes. fully gloating because she knows that she just got invited to something that Chanel Ayan didn't. And Chanel Ayan is a big deal. Yeah. But Caroline Brooks feels like she's a bigger deal. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Caroline Brooks is the one that's friends with Phaedra Parks, I think. Oh, yeah, she is. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think Phaedra Parks comes to the show and I think it's yes. as Caroline Brooks's friend. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So immediately I was like, I don't know about you, Caroline Brooks, because you're <laughs> friends with Phaedra. <laughs> Messy Fefe. So I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm also like not sure what she does. I was very confused because she said she was an entrepreneur and she did real estate. 
Yeah. And so she's she, a real estate agent is what she's saying. Oh, is that what she is? Okay. Yeah. She said yeah. she's a real estate agent. I like that she was very clear with being like, yes, I have an ex-husband and I divorced him and I didn't take any money. And I was like, mm, I think you did. I think you did. <laughs> I think you did. For sure you did something for the child, right? You yes. must have taken some child support. Maybe yes. she doesn't count child support as her money. That's true. Because she's saying that I didn't take any money for myself or yeah. I didn't get a settlement out. But yeah, maybe she doesn't count a couple of houses as money. Who knows? That's true. That's true. <laughs> now, Caroline is American and she's 100% been watching Real Housewives. Oh, and yeah. And is very excited yeah. to be on yeah. reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. And is friends with Phaedra. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Lisa Milan a lot. I think she's <laughs> I really think. sweet. She's very sweet. She seems like a cross between, in her appearance, she felt like a cross between Drew Sedora and later year squad in what she yes. looked like. She reminded, yeah, I kept thinking, yeah. who does she remind me of? Not in her personality. I think her personality is very sweet and not at all like either one of them. Yeah, but. not like either of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she's cute and think she's sweet, but I think that she will get burned because that is what happens to nice people who yeah. sit on the fence on reality right. TV shows. Right. She's sitting on the fence and the fence is going to poke through her. Yeah, it's gonna, exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's going to poke through her ass because that's going to be, that's not a nice place to be, especially with, yeah, with Chanel. Yeah. I think she was, that's why she made a point that I'm always, I, I'm friends with both, but I'm team Chanel. She's like, I'm yeah. Chanel, which means you're not really friends with Stenberg. Yes, yeah. But she does, like you said, she does have, I do get the vibe that she's not as well off as them. She's still finding her footing, so she doesn't want to burn any bridges, and she is a little bit social climbing there. Uh, not Lisa. Not Brooks. Lisa? I got that vibe from her. Oh, no. I thought Brooks was a social climber. I felt oh, like, yeah, for her. I felt like Lisa Milan is, like, networking in the right way and hasn't um, morphed into a monster yet. Yeah. But could. Yeah. I guess she's networking and Brooks is social climbing. There's a difference. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And maybe they're doing a bit of both. Maybe yeah. maybe networking is social climbing. And I just right. wouldn't know because I don't network. Yeah. I do a lot of networking, but mostly people are networking with me. Oh. Oh. I haven't found okay. anybody to network with. And so I come back and I'm like exhausted. Nobody's ever even tried to social climb with me. Oh. But yeah. you're not invited for that particular purpose. I get, I have to show up for that particular purpose. Yeah. I, it's I, part I, of my I, job. Yeah. Okay. Fine. That's part of your job. And at your job, job, you are the Caroline Stanberry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now Nina Ali, she was the last one. She's Lebanese American. She's originally uh -huh. from Texas. Nina Ali mentions multiple times that she has lived in the Burj Khalifa. And I was like, ma'am. She she goes from uh, our house in the Burj Khalifa. Then she says, my house is in the Burj Khalifa. Then she said, when we lived in the Burj Khalifa. Then she says, wow, we, that's the house. We, that's where we live. For 10 years. She goes years. from live and lived, live yeah. and lived. I'm like, so are you saying you don't own that apartment anymore? Or are you saying you still live there? Yeah. And why do you still, why do you need to keep telling me? Yeah. I mean, like, there's more to Dubai than Burj Khalifa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I love the scenes with her and Sarah because I watch, I love watching them speak in Arabic. I just, I Did you, love. Do you, you understand Arabic, right? No. No. 
I read okay. the subtitles. I only mm-hmm. can tell when they're saying like uh, the words, some words, like, not, not or like Arabic words that I use yeah. in prayer. So those are right. the words I understand. Yeah, and I understand some stuff, but I love the fact that they're showing the kids' names. Like her daughter's name is Noor, and she's yeah. a funny man. Like I just I love all that stuff because again, this is stuff I've never seen before. I know. I like their interaction and what they talk about that our kids go to American schools so they're yes. they speak in English and it's yes. hard for them to learn even though they live in the country they still are not learning the language and yeah. that's true for even kids in India. I mean if you're not you know they might understand but some if you're not speaking that language day in and day out you tend to not learn. So and as immigrants here I certainly struggle with teaching my kid my language. Yeah, she, she understands every bit of it, but she will reply in English. Exactly. So the fact that I lived in the Middle East for 10 years and I don't know any Arabic, it felt fine to me because it's like, <laughs> oh, these are actual Arab families Arab. and their kids don't really <laughs> speak Arabic. So that's fine. Find my Sarah, Sarah for me was the the way she talked about the new Dubai oh, and the oh, old yeah, Dubai. And don't forget about the old Dubai when you go to the new This is where we came from. She is doing a good job representing yes. Dubai. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see more about her because I felt so, so, uh, I felt so like seen by her. I felt mm-hmm. like she represents a part of being a Muslim woman that I don't always get to see. It's always, you know, it's always the extremes. It's always yeah. either somebody who's very religious or somebody who's like, you know, like a jantra who's just mm-hmm. like a crazy person Mm -hmm. so it's really exciting to see her be like yeah I dress for myself I dress the way I dress I'm rebellious Mm -hmm. she has tattoos but she you know she's been divorced twice but she still has this like great deal of respect and love for her Muslim identity yeah like I just love that and I'm excited for people to understand that like there's an entire culture of people that exist in this world that don't necessarily fit the stereotype that that absolutely don't fit the stereotype that you understand of people in the Middle East. Yeah. And I'm just excited for people to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited too. I want to learn more. I want to hear her story and her, how she has come up and has she faced any discrimination and talk about what she thinks about her status as a woman in an Arab world and come from her authentic person and her authentic experience rather than us forming opinions of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about Rahasas of Beverly Dogs. Hills, a place <laughs> a place where yes. nobody tries to understand the other person's experience ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never. Wait, yeah. let's talk about the dogs real quick. Okay. Let's let's discuss Bambi. Okay. <laughs> Bambi. Okay, but it's not just Bambi, okay? There's other dogs too in that house. Kyle mm-hmm. brought three like five dogs yeah. with her yeah. to La Quinta. Yeah. Do your dogs eat off the counter? Never. Yeah, they'll what? sit patiently, they'll whine, they'll fidget, they'll sit down there and wait for me to throw scraps. I don't. I don't feed them off the counter or my table or my plate. My husband does, so they'll <gasps> sit next to him and they will just keep staring at him and begging until he throws them a piece of and but he will lift, he'll put up his finger and say wait and they'll wait. They will not they never ever I can leave my dog loves bread. He is like me. He loves bread. You know the Oprah <laughs> me, thing that's me, oh, Harold and Oprah. And that's my dog, Harold. Okay, Harold loves bread. I can leave a loaf of bread out on the counter. He will sit there and stare at it for hours at a time, but not jump up and eat it. 
Okay, I believe that uh, Kyle is to, as entitled as Kyle feels to everything else in the world. That is why her dogs are the way they are. They feel entitled to the table food. I think it's bad. Dis- she has no discipline. Dogs are dogs are opportunistic, and they will they <laughs> love to be dis. They actually thrive if you discipline them and give them structure. Yeah. But if you don't, they're going to run rampant, and that's what it's Kyle. Kyle with no structure, no discipline of any sort, just letting them run. It almost makes me think that her whole house must have like pee stains and poop all over the place and Mm. her yard must be filled with dog poop Mm. because they're going to be all over the place. That's how I feel her house is. Well, we tabled this thought earlier, but Caroline Stanberry's dog pees in the bed and then she just hangs out in the bed. Well, yeah, that would never happen. My dog would never pee in the bed, first of all. The poor thing would walk away and even when he was sick when even when he was a puppy like when he couldn't hold it in and he wasn't potty trained he was still a puppy the only time he peed in the house was he walked into the bathroom and he peed on the floor he would not even pee on the on the couch or the carpet wow they just know that that's their home that's the space all right fine so don't worry about my dogs don't don't discriminate against dogs hashtag not not all dogs no bad dogs they're only bad dog owners oh good 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 yeah 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 hashtag not all dogs yeah not all dogs not my dogs (laughs) just kyle's dog bambi needs discipline bambi needs to go away to uh to garcelle's house for a week you think garcelle's got good oh garcelle would train bambi bambi would learn what's what yeah by the time she come back that's true. Or like Crystal's house. Yeah, Crystal's house too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sutton too, I think. Yeah, Sutton too. Mm-hmm. Um, but not Lisa Rinna's Not house. Lisa, no. He'll come back with a rat in his mouth. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about what happens. So we're back in La Quinta. There's a lot of mm-hmm. iPhone footage and Kyle's pretending to cook. They order a mimosa. She orders a mimosa. I just want to call this out. She orders a mimosa and she's like, it's kind of a 911 situation. And I was like, isn't that kind of rude? For Your friend just got... Held up at gunpoint. Like, yeah. We're going to talk about I, traumatic words. Yeah. <laughs> can I just, because I wasn't here last week, so can I just rent a little bit about the fact that last week when they were having the fight near the couch? Yeah. Kyle says in the interstitial, she says, This is about Dorit. It's not, don't make it about you, Crystal. It's not about you. So don't make it about you. And then they switch back to the, to the scene and she is making it about herself and how she felt offended. Yes. By what Sutton did. Yes. I'm like, what, Kyle, you're making it about you. You're not making it about Dorit either. The chef's kiss about all the women on Beverly Hills is that they are all constantly complaining that the other woman is self-absorbed while being yeah. fully, fully self-absorbed. self-absorbed. Oh, it's so good. It's like, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's it's always cat calling – cat. it's always <laughs> pot calling kettle black all the time in Beverly <laughs> cat Hills. Cat calling the dog, Bambi. <laughs> Dog Bambi. I don't even know what that means. Okay. <laughs> I, just to, I didn't I just wanted to do a call out to Bambi again. <laughs> Poor Bambi. <laughs> Justice for Bambi. Justice for Bambi. Where is where is Manda Pump when you need her to rescue a dog? Okay, yeah, and like Kyle is now like a dog person. Can you fucking believe this shit? <laughs> <laughs> so then Dari is saying she hasn't slept because of all her trauma, all this mm-hmm. stuff. 
Garcelle, Kyle, Doree, Rena, and Erica are sitting around and talking about the Crystal situation. And Garcelle calls Crystal and asks if she can come by and talk because everyone's worried about her. And while she's having a conversation with Crystal, everyone is eavesdropping. <laughs> He's dropping, but then Erica does something weird about touching Rena's <laughs> with her finger. She's like, "Is it okay for me to touch this? Like, is she is she trying to wipe her? Because she was holding the drink, right? So I'm, I'm assuming that there was condensation. Her yes. hands were wet, and she's trying to wipe it on Rena's duster. I think, yes, and that's why she's touching it. But I'm like, like, why didn't you wipe it on your own? Yeah. And then why are you asking Rinna if it's weird? And Rinna's like, why? What? Go ahead and touch it. What do you mean? Rinna doesn't even get it. But that was such a weird thing that they left in. (laughs) It shows that Erica's a weirdo. Little things bother me so much. I was like, what was going on there? What was was Erica doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... Anyway, they're waiting for Crystal to come and they're talking to Erica about La Quinta a year ago. Mm. And Erica says, thank you all for accepting me for the wild animal that I was. And I'm like, okay, so you admit that you were acting like a crazy person. You Mm. admit that you acted. So why should Sutton apologize to you if you were a wild animal? Exactly. Yeah. I think when she says, oh, I was dragged through the mud for something I didn't do that didn't happen, I think what she's trying to say is that Sutton was along, going along the dragging through the mud, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, line of thinking. But Garcelle says, Garcelle says, you didn't show any compassion. And Erica's yeah. like, <laughs> Erica says basically, in a legal situation, every word counts. Mm. So I can't show you compassion. But then let me allege that the victims are lying. <laughs> Wait, hold on to that, okay? Hold on to that because <laughs> hold on to this point for a later point because I want to bring bring this back to it. Okay. okay. Just, I'm just putting a pin on what she just said on that. Put a pin in it. Okay. Put a pin in it. <laughs> put a pin in it. No, that's a different kind of thing. But yes, put a pin in it and wait. Hold on to that. I'll pin that. Um, but I, yeah, so she's like, the victims are lying and they are <laughs> some of them are lying not all of them but they may not even be victims and they may not even have they may have already gotten paid you never know and anybody can allege anything garcelle and so garce and garce i love garcelle's expression through the whole thing she gives this concerned expression on her face but you know that inside her head, she must be rolling her eyes and, you know, she is rolling her eyes and thinking yes. bullshit. Because in the interstitial, she says, well, it does snow in Pasadena. Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, suddenly there's no plane. There was never a crash. There's no victims. Who is Tom? This is a movie. We're in the Truman yeah. Show. Like, yeah. what is going on in Erica's yeah. mind? Yeah. yeah. None of it makes any sense. And she says in, like, a confessional, you know, or I think when she's talking to them, she's like, you know, it was so hard. I would walk past tabloids and it was all about what I did and blah, blah, blah. And they like flash on the TV. And it's so funny because all of the tabloids that they show are like online publications. <laughs> Except for one that was like some California senator says Erica Jane may be guilty. And I'm like, who is this California senator that said that? It's just so funny. She's like, I, I walk past these tabloids. What? 
What did you is scrolling on your phone, walking past the tabloid? What are you talking about? No, what do you think that they they like flashing on the on the street signs? You know, <laughs> you know like street signs of the tabloids, like billboards, billboards. Yes, you know, <laughs> wall. No, it's like the stickers on the wall. You know, the <laughs> like somebody somebody printed out blog posts like in the nineteen twenties. <laughs> they would have like, hot off the press. <laughs> this is like a little paper boy who's like, I printed out the blogs for today. Um, yeah, so Erica says that she's doing the most for the victims by complying. And I'm like, and implying that they're liars. <laughs> complying and implying, yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, and she good. keeps saying legitimate victims, legitimate victims. That's a phrase that I've heard her say like multiple times. Like they're yes. legitimate victims. What do you yes. mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah. Uh, anyways, Crystal comes over to the house while Sutton and Diana have a lunch at Sutton's house. Sutton has a lunch for about 100 people. 100 her- people. <laughs> I mean, I know that Diana is super rich and Sutton, you are feeling inadequate with her, around her. Yeah. But you don't have to show off with so much food, Not which neither of you is going to eat, by the way. No Each of ate. you. Sutton took one, one bacon strip on a big plate and walked away. She's like, yeah. I cannot help it. I love bacon. And she picks it up and then it's just one strip on yes. a large plate and she walks away. I mean, do you think that was food for production? I don't know. I think I, I feel like it was <laughs> Sutton walked into the into the room where they had the buffet set up for the rest of the guests on the golf course and she just <laughs> took over the room. I think That's it was true. for the entire golf course. It's possible. It's possible. But they sit and they talk about triggers. And Diana and no, says... No, no, no. Wait. Sutton oh. also says, when Diana says, this is a lot of food, Sutton says, well, I'll pack it to go. She says... <laughs> she, she says the most desi thing ever, which is like, <laughs> I got yogurt the bus. I got yogurt boxes to pack this to go. Don't worry about it. I got dad in yogurt boxes to pack this to go. <laughs> I travel exactly. with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they talk about their triggers and Diana says hers is having her accent made fun of and people making fun of her country. And Sutton says her trigger is when people speak with her aggressively. And then Diana says, well, that's the only way I know how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Diana's like, buckle up, sister. She's like... <laughs> I I came from the Sarajevo ghetto, so this is going to be funny. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Diana being at once? She wants to be just like Erica Jane when she came over. Erica Girardi, Erica Jane, when she joined, she wanted to be known as a lawyer's wife, but also as Erica Jane. It's like two extremes, and she wanted to be known as both, and she wanted to be given credit for both. And I feel like Diana is doing the same thing as. I'm so rich. I don't even know what a store is. I don't even know how to shop. I don't know anything. What's money? I have no idea what that means. And at the same time, she's like, I was in the ghetto. I yeah. was I was beating up mobsters and yeah. I can fight and I am rough and tumble and I was poor. You cannot pick one storyline. Yeah. This whole thing of I'm allergic to dust. And yeah. shopping. Like, yeah. You grew ma'am. up in the ghetto. What do you mean? What, were you all like swollen up all of your life until you made the first $10,000? Yes. 
insane. What? Her acting like I have no idea how shopping works when like you only you got rich in like the two thousands. So what like, are what you is talking a store? About? I don't know what yes. the store opening I, is. No, I can't stand that shit. I find it to be so phony. And have you noticed mm. she does the, the lip licking thing? Oh, oh my god! Like, why is it? She so, reminds me like, like a Bond villain. She reminds me of somebody with like dry lip syndrome or something. It's like, well, you know she... what? You know what makes your lips really dry? Mm. Um, cocaine. Cocaine. Oh, I was going. I thought maybe it was she went like shopping and got dust on it or something. No, I think that she's not allergic to that dust. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, allegedly, I don't know. I've never mm. done coke. I only watch yeah. TV shows. Um, anyway, Crystal comes over and the Fox Force flop and Garcelle explain. Um, ask her about what happened and Crystal explains what her trigger was and that she essentially felt unheard and she felt like this was not a safe space and Dorit then makes it about her burglary. <laughs> okay, so a couple of things. First of all, before Crystal comes over, just before Crystal comes over, Kyle is talking about, I still don't understand. I'm like, Kyle, everybody has explained it to you yeah. on why they think Crystal yeah. was triggered. Yeah. Even Erica does a very good job very of explaining job. it like yes. this is why area crystal is triggered because she feels like she was told to change the way she speaks but you're not holding the rate to the same thing right yeah. or sutton to the same yeah. standard and that's what's triggering her yeah it's so all, that's it's simple like- but kyle is like nope not happy and then crystal sits there crying and they sh- they show kyle and kyle has this insane smile on her face mm-hmm. as she's looking at crystal crying it's almost like oh good job acting you think you are the actress here you're the only actress like ah, you're acting better than i do right now yeah she's like literally looking at her like this is faked here she's not yeah, she's like, like does jamie lee curtis even know who you are crystal yeah, i know <laughs> mike myers know. ever like, heard of him i am the one from halloween i'm the only one who's allowed to sit on a sofa and cry not you <laughs> so she's like sitting there looking at crystal like not believing and then crystal tells her that it's not a safe space and dorit goes off and thinks about her the word safe makes like dorit are you going to compare everything that happens to everybody else and then say well that's nothing compared to what happened to me you know that you know that other people and that was just after and at the beginning of that whole conversation, when they first come out to sit there, they're talking about how Dorito should talk to Rina's mother. Yes. Who was attacked by a, a serial killer or serial rapist or whatever, yes, right? Yes, yeah. And, it's, 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 and like, so you can take Dorit's experience where she was attacked, but not really, not to that extent. And make it sound like it's as bad as someone who was actually attacked and um, uh, tortured by somebody. And you can say that 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 correlation is okay, but another correlation of a different kind from somebody who was less attacked than Dorit to Dorit is not okay. Yeah, it is just classic, I don't value your feelings. It is. Like, that is is Crystal's point is, I've explained this to you guys multiple times. And even when Crystal sits down to explain it to them again, she says, I don't want to talk about this again. I'm not going to talk about this. It's not apples to oranges. I'm not talking about what happened to to, um, um, Doreen. I'm talking about your reactions and how you are responding 
to this situation versus how you responded to my situation. And it is similar in that respect to compare. It is okay to compare the two because yeah, you're validating Dorit's feeling and you're validating your own feeling really because Dorit is not the one who's upset. Kyle is the one that's upset. Yes, Kyle's whole, the whole shtick is the reason why Crystal is triggered is because she's seeing Kyle bully Sutton about Sutton's feelings. Mm. Sutton explained, look, I had a weird reaction, but I swear I was empathetic. Mm. And Kyle says, no, you are not. And this is where Crystal's like, well, that's crazy that you're policing somebody's feelings again. And in this situation, you're not forgiving her the same mm. way you made me forgive Sutton. Yeah. That's the issue here. And Kyle will never understand that because Kyle's an idiot. Yeah. Kyle is an idiot. She's so stupid. So all this happens. Kyle then says, sorry. She was just trying to fix it. And Garcelle says, you don't fix it. You stir it. Mm. And then Gar Garcelle says, hey, while you're there stirring the pot, can you pass me the ladle? Because yeah. I've got a pot here that I would like to stir. <laughs> and then... She suddenly brings up this like colorblind conversation from last mm -hmm. year. And she yeah. says, Crystal, that back then it didn't matter what Sutton said, you were going to always say something to her. I feel like you set her up. So can we pause there again? Yes. What did you think of Garcelle bringing that up as a person of color to Crystal and bringing it up and saying you set up Sutton? I mean, it felt I don't know weird. What, it felt weird. It was, like there's weird. something else that happened. It was weird. It just felt like I, it felt to me like what Garcelle was doing was saying, this is all assumption. Mm. The only thing I can think is that maybe Garcelle thought, okay, here is Crystal. She is a person of color. She is the first Asian, you know, housewife mm. on Beverly Hills. It's a charged year that they're filming. Let me make this a race conversation with somebody like Sutton because it's possible that Garcelle feels like Crystal was stereotyping Sutton to be like a redneck, like the way that yeah. Sutton is saying she hates that people stereotype, right? So it's possible that what Garcelle is trying to get at is to say, Crystal, I knew you were always going to make this a storyline for yourself about having these awkward racially charged interactions with these white people. That is, I think, why Crystal is having such an intense reaction to Garcelle bringing this up. I truly don't know what the purpose was of Garcelle bringing that up. Yeah, it felt very odd because Garcelle is friends with Sutton. So you would think that you want, you don't want to, if there was something that Crystal could have said, Crystal could have easily said something terrible about Sutton. Then yes. you are you are opening the door for someone to say something bad about your friend. Yeah, it, none of it made any sense. On the sense. other hand, Crystal is a person of color too, and she is well within her rights to be offended by something Sutton said without Garcelle being offended by it. Yeah, exactly. Whether Garcelle feels offended or not doesn't matter. If Crystal feels, felt offended by something Sutton said, she's well within her rights to feel offended. Yeah. So, you know, so that's kind of felt weird as to why would you bring that up because there's any way you cut this it doesn't come out good and um it's almost like you would only do this if you wanted to pit crystal versus sutton for some weird reason that you haven't we don't know yet because yeah, it, 
It didn't make any sense. It, I no. have no idea why Garcelle brought that up. You know, honestly, Garcelle was reminding me of Kyle. It's like mm-hmm. Garcelle like took a page out of Kyle's book of like stupid, bad, mm-hmm. didn't think this through pot stirring. Okay. That brings me to a whole other theory I have. Okay. That Garcelle has come into this, ep- into this season with the sole idea of usurping Kyle's position as the producer of drama. She has created and orchestrated every drama that's happened so far. She brings up topics. She makes sure people talk about Sutton to Sutton's face. In the past episode, she's like, well, Sutton is here. Why don't we talk about Sutton now? All things that Kyle would do, Garcella is doing. To the point where when... Kyle comes to do something, she sits down Garcelle to talk about it. When they go to Sutton's party afterwards, Kyle sits down with Sutton to try and stir the pot with Garcelle, and then Garcelle takes over. Kyle does a very bad job of stirring the pot, and then Garcelle smoothly takes over and does it for Oh, I think so. Garcelle has single-handedly, like every other black woman I know, has single-handedly taken over every job that's available on this show. She has done executive production she has made sure that crystal doesn't walk away from the set and actually comes and confronts and has the has a conversation she calls out um happily calls out um uh, you know uh, kyle's uh shit stirring to the point where even rena and uh uh, rena and erica are laughing and joining in and like yeah 50 50 she is a sister she calls out erica's bullshit She's doing every job. She's doing all of that. She's making herself the center of the whole thing because where she is in control of all of the conversations and all of the relationships at this point. That's brilliant. Yeah, I think she's doing a great job. And you know who she's friends with now? Lisa Vanderpump. That's the other thing. She opens the door to Lisa, if not coming back, but at least influencing this franchise. Because now... I love it. She has the in with Lisa as well. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. She did all of that. And that was just this one single scene in her red pajamas. She did all that in just this single scene. <laughs> well, so then now Crystal explains that there was a lot more said because now Garcelle has accused Crystal of mm-hmm. setting Sutton up, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and Crystal says there was a lot more said prior to that conversation that was very dark. And Crystal says she doesn't want to bring it up and she doesn't want to keep bringing it up. And the women are like, oh, dark. What do you mean dark? So if Crystal had said there was a lot more said prior to the conversation that you didn't hear, you didn't you uh, you you weren't privy to, privy to, but that upset me and that's why I said what I said. But now we have sorted that out and we are fine. It would have been brushed under the rug. But because she used the word dark, it's like, oh my god. What it didn't it matter what be? word she would have. If she said problematic, if she yeah. said uncomfortable, if she yeah. said bad, if she said um, icky, it didn't matter what word she used to describe whatever it was that Sutton said. They would have taken that word and said, well, that's a very loaded word, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't really matter. Ultimately, they're just salty that Crystal is giving them partial information. And then what's hilarious, yeah, what's hilarious is Erica's like, you know, if it's really bad and then you don't say what it was, then you're just allowing people to fill in the blanks. And I'm like, 
Yeah, then don't fill in the blank. I was talking about. That's where I wanted to pin it. I'm like, Erica, you've done it all of last season. Wait, wait, what? That was the pin I was talking about. She just did it even in this scene where she said, you know, not all of the people are lying. Some of them are lying. Some of them got the money back. Not all of them are real victims. <gasps> oh, my God. That's such, that's such a good yeah. point. That's such a good point. Erica literally said, oh, if it was, if you say it's really bad and then you don't give all the information, you're allowing people to assume and assume fill in the, the blanks. Yeah. When, when she did exactly that to exactly herself last year. Exactly the same. Year. Why do you think we think the worst of you, Erica? Because you don't tell, give us the facts. Oh, that's so smart. Again, no <laughs> self-awareness. No self-awareness None. whatsoever. None. Uh, Garcelle's son gets a job working for LVP. <sighs> what a beautiful... And this was just one scene. And we still have the other scenes to go through. We have so this much to go through. This episode was full. This episode was awesome. It was. Um, everyone goes home and they uh, show everyone back in uh, Beverly Hills. PK and Dorit are having a conversation. PK talks about his diabetes and Dorit <laughs> talks about her trauma. I was like, oh, he's having a Diet Coke. And then he he willingly talks about his diabetes. They willingly talk about it. And I was like, this is just an in for Arthi to talk about PK <laughs> diabetes. 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 And he's so cute. <laughs> How did PK go from a horrible human being to, I'm like, I love PK. I don't yeah. know why. Because he like- went from being the guy who's making comments about somebody not wearing underwear to, to like, his, like, like an old man with diabetes. Yeah. To this like this sweet dude. Hiding his Diet Coke and lying about how many Diet Cokes he's had today. Yeah. Leaving his dirty breakfast plate at the table. Like, you she know, that's been there for like hours. a baby. She does talk to him like a child. She's like, How many did you have today? And she's like, PK, Baba, can you take your plate back with you to the kitchen? <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, they say how they're going to, or PK suggests, why don't you go on a girl's trip to Punta Mia? And I'm like, or whatever that is. And it's so funny because Dorit's like, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And it's like so phony because you know, all these trips are pre-planned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't need to do this, yeah. Dorit. Yeah. And you don't need to Punta do this Mia, Mia, where the new uh, the agency there, right? It's something yeah, to do with more. Probably. Reason. They only go places where there's a new agency. Yeah. Office. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's where they go. Yeah. Dorit also they're like talking about what what shows are we allowed to watch while you're away yeah and PK's like I want to watch Squid Game and she's like no you have to wait I don't think you should be watching Squid Game I know it's the most violent show ever like why would you why are you watching Squid Game so Crystal can't say I don't feel safe yes but Dorit you want to watch Squid Game I know like that doesn't make you feel unsafe Okay, I think Dorit thinks it's about it's a show about sushi. I think she thinks about calamari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she thinks it's like that. My my best friend octopus or whatever yeah. that movie was. She my thinks octopus it's like a, best friend. <laughs> my yeah, she thinks it's like that with a game show. Yeah. Um, later on, at the end of the episode, she has that therapy session, and it's like very sad and very moving. Yeah. But okay, I'm gonna say it. Okay, she says, "When I close my eyes, I see a headline." <laughs> And and it's like very sad headline. Yeah. It's like, you know, mother dies, whatever, all this stuff. But I'm like, Dorit, when you close your eyes, you don't think about actually dying. You think about a headline. <laughs> Dorit is like, scared of the headlines. She's thinking about the Instagram post is what she's <laughs> thinking. 
how the news will spread, not the actual event itself. I know. I'm just like, oh my god, she's perfect. <laughs> I like, know. Look, I know. To, by the way, I'm not trying to downplay her trauma. Like what she went through is truly, really sad. It's very. But scary. I do think that she is adding on a little bit there. She is layering. Well, you know what you say, like, muska lagate? Like, ah, yes. <laughs> There's a term she's, for it. She's, like, buttering it on. She's taking – she's, like – you know that crepe cake that yeah. Sutton yeah. had? It's, yeah. like it's like a crepe cake now. The pancake cake. The pancake cake. <laughs> it's like that for she's a She's adding drink. a few layers up there. <laughs> she's adding a few layers. Okay. It's not that it's not a cake or that it's not a pancake. It's just that there are layers to this. <laughs> exactly. Later on when she's, like – Oh God, I can't see all this press. How could she yeah, not she's tell like, me somebody's that taking press? pictures of your house, Kyle? What if he's casing your house? But he's meanwhile, ca- she was in Kyle's store opening last week, and she was happily talking to the press. Then, yeah, press the meaning press- Teddy, but still <laughs> in a Kyle wig. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's so stupid. And then also, she's like, "What if they're casing your house, Kyle?" Okay, well, like Kyle's already Kyle should have been like, girl, I've already been robbed once. Like Kyle just no, but Kyle also stares back at her, like blinking, like, uh, I have Teddy's security company and I have four dogs that run rampant. So I think I'm okay. I have four dogs, one of which if you give him a tennis ball, he's all yours. Palm of your hands. Yeah. Um <laughs> Okay. Um, now the big part of this episode, the rest of it is Sutton's um, <laughs> Sutton's big store party. Those fires mm. in her life have been exhausted because Alexi Mobile is here. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> For the borders have opened up. Her borders national nightmare up. is over. Uh, yeah. Sutton can breathe easy. <laughs> she can wear her All backwards, for a backwards jacket. Backwards All for jacket. a backwards jacket. By the way, when they showed a shot of that, I, I like, gasped because it looked like us. <laughs> it was like, this is the Halloween movie. Like, what is this? What am I looking at? It looked at? like, you know, when uh, – what is that movie where um, – When Death that Becomes, becomes Her? Death yes. Becomes Her? <laughs> it's like when Meryl Streep's head is all turned backwards. Yes. That's what it reminded me of. Yes. It's a freaky-ass dress. <laughs> It's not couture. All not all couture is couture. Even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes sometimes. Like, yeah, even Alexa Mobile takes mm-hmm. makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody comes to the party except for Erica, who's not interested, and uh, except for Rena, who finds out that Lois had a stroke, and so Aww. that's very sad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, Dorit is upset about the press. She's coming to an event, and she doesn't want the event organizer Sutton to have press there. Yeah. Like if you are afraid of that, then you shouldn't come to a public event. Yes. Agreed. You cannot expect Sutton not to have press there. It's so weird. Yeah. So at this party, Kyle goes up to Sutton and says, is everything okay with you and Crystal? Mm -hmm. And then proceeds to stir shit up. And Sutton tries to. She doesn't do a good job. Yeah. Sutton doesn't take the bait. And she says, let that tree stand tall. Don't cut the tree down. Sutton, last last year it was the mouse. This year it's the tree. <laughs> Sutton and her metaphors are awesome. They're great. Garcelle <laughs> comes over and says, hey, I have a bigger axe. Let me come and cut that tree down. And she <laughs> proceeds to go into this. And 
Sutton just doesn't want to go backwards. And Kyle is incensed that Sutton has evolved. She doesn't understand it. She's like, oh, what happened? Sutton last year was so emotional. And now she can't be? Like, what the hell? Kyle seems annoyed that Sutton is not giving her the reaction that she was looking for. Kyle, so I, again, I feel like Kyle is losing her bearing in the show because Garcelle is doing all of her what Kyle used to do. And Garcelle has taken over. Every time Kyle tries to uh, stir shit, Garcelle comes in and she takes over the moment and she does it in a very direct manner. So Kyle cannot do this. Oh, I didn't mean to say that, but I just meant this. She cannot do the waffling that she always does because Garcelle just cuts it to the chase. And so Kyle is then, oh, I don't have a storyline again. I don't have anything to do again. So she's fumbling And all she is latching on to is age shaming Crystal or, you know, shaming a sudden for her being calm. She's like, what what medication is she on? How come she's so calm? It's like, oh, you must be medicated to hold your your if if you are so calm this time around. Yeah. And which, by the way, uh, maybe, Kyle, you should be medicated. Yeah, and good for Sutton if she is. She's just angry that she's the only person who spent too much of this season already crying. Yeah. Anyway, then Garcelle and Kyle essentially have a production meeting and they get Crystal down there and they try to get Crystal to -hmm. tell them what Sutton said while also policing her choice of words. Crystal lays down lays down rules. You cannot make fun. You cannot take the word dark and run with it. Yeah, you can't. And Crystal's just like not going to fall for it. Mm-hmm. And Garcelle is like, well, then why did you bring up the conversation? It's, well, Garcelle, you brought it up yourself. You mm-hmm. asked, you accused Crystal of setting up Sutton and Crystal explained that she did not mm-hmm. and that Sutton said something very problematic that she has already forgiven. But yeah. And I'm like, Crystal, you're doing great. Yeah. And then they go to the confessional where she makes some sort of a bizarre murder accusation comparison. <laughs> and I was like, now you lost me, Crystal. <laughs> She's like, if yeah. you're accused of murder yeah, and you say, no, I did not do it, yeah. that's not enough. Yeah. You say, I did not do it, and then you and need to have an alibi. And I was yeah. like, okay, now now we're going apples to oranges. Okay, and who's okay, and I don't think Crystal – Crystal, you're not allowed to say murder because Dorit gets yeah. triggered. Yes, that's true. But also <laughs> accused. But also, also, who's your alibi? Uh, Kyle? who yeah. suddenly yeah. says, first she said, I don't remember. Then she said, and Crystal said, you you don't remember because you were drunk. Yeah. Crystal is very blunt about it. So Kyle gets upset about it. And she said, now I do remember. And, and Sutton didn't say anything. Yeah, it's very confusing. So Kyle says, she keeps digging. Mm. And she says, she keeps trying to dig. And both Crystal and Sutton do not want to rehash this because Sutton mm. sits down with them at this point. And Kyle just wants to keep digging at it. And she says... I think Sutton doesn't want to bring up what was actually said because she is so embarrassed by it and she's so afraid because it was so damaging. But then she also says, but I was there and I remember and she didn't say anything damaging. Yeah. Well, then why are you bringing it up, Kyle? Like, it doesn't make any sense. you know what Sutton said, why don't you just say it yourself and say, this is what Sutton said. What else did she say? Exactly. And then again, Crystal knows, then Kyle knows. Why doesn't doesn't Garcelle ask Kyle to say what what happened? How does she remember her conversation? And Crystal is trying to say, 
your reaction to what was said is never going to be the same as my reaction to what was said. Mm -hmm. And Crystal, again, is doing a very great job of all of it. But again, I do also wish that Crystal would just say it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, we all watched the episode. I think it was all filmed. I don't know why Bravo's not rolling the footage. Maybe they'll roll it next episode. I have no idea. But Garcelle at this point is trying to play the Fox 4 flop game Mm -hmm. and focusing on people's words rather than the actual feeling the person had when they had to use that word, right? Mm -hmm. This whole thing about dark, hilarious. It's a one-syllable word. Yeah. One vowel word. It's four letters. Four Crystal's letters. playing charades. I wanted a t-shirt that says that. Dark. <laughs> one syllable word. One yeah. syllable, one vowel, four letters. <laughs> yeah. And I get what Garcelle is saying, which is that like, oh, if something really horrible was said, then me being a black person, I should know how my friend feels, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But it's like, Garcelle, you started this whole thing by accusing Crystal of setting up a white lady. Yeah. You didn't ask Crystal. I feel like that was an oversized reaction to what she was saying. But did she say something more that triggered you more? Because I don't understand that reaction that you had to what Sutton said. And it it was a little oversized. That would have been like giving Crystal a little bit of understanding. Crystal is not telling you, Garcelle, right now. After she she was accused, Crystal turns to Garcelle and said, but now that you know me, what do you think? And Garcelle says, well, I don't know. So Gar- Crystal immediately, her guards are up. She's yeah. like, oh, so Garcelle, who I thought knew me well, is saying that she cannot trust me with what I'm saying. So why would I trust her back? Yeah, I think also... All of this should be um, disclaimered with the fact that Crystal Garcelle and Sutton are still besties. Yeah. And I think that we knew going into the season that uh, like all the chatter that's been about the season, Crystal and Garcelle both said that they actually got into the biggest fight with each other Mm. in the beginning of the season. Yeah. So we knew that this was going to happen, but they're fine. So I just like to say that because people like to belabor it and get into teams and team who is the most offended Mm -hmm. and who should we listen to and not. And it's like in these situations, there's times when Garcelle is correct and there's times where Crystal is correct. And there's Mm -hmm. times that everybody's acting poorly. I think Crystal is annoying for whatever Mm -hmm. it is she's doing right now. Mm -hmm. But I also think she's perfectly in her right to say, I don't want to keep talking about this. You guys Mm -hmm. are the ones that keep bringing bringing it up and now they're like well you defended yourself by throwing Sutton under the bus it's like but Sutton doesn't feel thrown under the bus so why do you guys care yeah yeah all of these things are basically they're harping on all of these people behaving the same way they did last year so that they can produce television Mm -hmm. and that's not what's happening and it's pissing them off it's always not the person that's involved that is upset it's some it's somebody else on the periphery that's upset and keeps that issue going just like kyle with uh garza with uh, dorit and sutton dorit isn't offended dorit is fine dorit forgave sutton but kyle keeps bringing it up yeah the same thing here so yeah it is um it is different i'm also i'm also um, uh, noticing that Crystal, Garcelle, and Sutton have made this show about themselves now. Yeah, I love that. There's nothing about the other other Fox 4. They have been relegated. Yeah. If Dorit hadn't been broken into, House hadn't been broken into, Dorit would not have a storyline either. Yeah. The only thing that the rest of them are doing is um, the thing they usually do, which is showing a lot of face, a lot of Mm -hmm. confusion, 
mm-hmm. and just asking asking really stupid questions. Yeah. Trying to ask the same, not understanding what's going on and then asking over and over and over again for clarification. Yeah. This particular franchise is all about miscommunications and trying to communicate over and over and over again about the same topic. Same yeah. two or three topics over and over and over again. And you know what's great? If it's true that Garcelle is basically taking over the role of the shitster and producer of the show, of the storyline, I think that it's going to be fun because whenever Garcelle wants this to be squashed, she's going to squash it and then she's going to move on to a new thing. Yeah. The yeah. problem with Kyle was that she would never know when to squash it. Yes. And she would keep dragging it. I'm excited for Garcelle to be like, we're squashing it and we're moving on. Yeah, you have to be direct at some point and not be waffling. And Kyle was would waffle. She would take issues from one season into the next and we still wouldn't have any resolution. Garcelle is very good at, okay, this is done. Package it up, throw it out. Let's move on with the next one. Right. Yeah, so yeah. she's very good at cleaning, cleaning up and moving on. And that's, that's perfect. That's, the, that's the kind of shit story you want on the show. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's very, um, Potomac of her. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Garcelle is like taking a page out of Giselle's book mm-hmm. of yeah. like, we're going to talk about it and then we're going to move on. We're going to talk about something new. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. It was a great Thursday. It was a great Thursday. I'm excited for Thursdays now. I was just very happy watching both of these shows. Yeah, me too. And, you know, I got to say, watching The Bay first and then watching Beverly Hills, I was like, the Beverly Hills women are poor. I know. (laughs) You know, you know, Kyle was trying to flex by being like, oh, we're just going to get like, you know, uh, Bloody Mary sent to our clubhouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, meanwhile, here's Caroline Stanberry getting like fresh smoothies sent to her room within like three seconds. Or or what was the name? Um, was it Brooks who had a whole um, big blocks of ice come to her house? Oh, yeah. No, Lisa. Lisa had blocks Lisa. of ice delivered to her house to cool down her pool. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you, Arthi for joining oh, you're us. Welcome. Thank you for having me because I really was hopping to talk about Beverly Hills. Yeah. And all these theories I had and I was like, I need to say this. I, I know originally I was like, let's just only talk about the bay. And you were yeah. like, no, we need to talk about Beverly Hills. <laughs> and then we did. I had so much to share. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, um until I, I see you next time. Yeah, I think so. I think I'd like to have you back. I can do. I, I'm thinking I can do every other week. I think it. it, it don't make any time. promises, okay? Don't make yeah. promises. You break my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Okay. You break everybody's heart. No, I'm just I kidding. Know. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.